Hey guys, welcome back to the More Than Sports podcast with your host, Mr. Barge, myself, and today we got another episode and today I'm starting a new way. I got a new studio light that I actually got from my workplace, so I was like, you know what, I'm going to use it to my full advantage since I have it. And the light's kind of harsh and hitting me, making me look even lighter than I am, but uh, I guess that's what you get with the studio light. And today's topic, we got... Mr. Tua, I feel bad for him. Suffered another injury. And we're going to do Would You Want Your Son playing in the NFL? If you've seen what's happened with Tua, I don't think too many people want their sons playing in the NFL, but we will cover that today. And then obviously, we had a great week of the NFL once again. My Cowboys, we won again with our boy Cooper Rush. And then we had another couple of big games. We had the Bills versus the Ravens, which I got a chance to see. We will break that down as well. And then obviously Mr. Goat, Mr. Tom Brady versus my boy Patty Mahomes, who I love dearly because he makes plays like Steph Curry on the football field. We'll get into that game. So first, let's start. So our boy, Mr. Tua, who I made a post about on Instagram today, uh, a couple days ago, about the injury because our boy Max Kellerman made the, an outrageous take. He said that Tua is going to be... The next Drew Brees, could he be Drew Brees? Drew Brees, and I'm like, wait, what? Is this dude really, really serious? Are we really comparing Tua, who's played his best season so far, played a couple games that were great against the Bills and then the Ravens, and now we're already comparing him to Drew Brees? Don't know about that take, but Max, first take, it didn't work out. Now he has his own show, so he made that take. So I kind of um, put that out there. Um, and before, Tua had got injured against the Bills, uh, I think it was the previous Sunday, and um, then he had a Thursday night game against the Bengals. And then he got injured again. It was, it was, I don't think it was a dirty play. I think it was just a normal slam by a defender. Like, I think he was lighter side of the quarterback. And then the defensive end just kind of like tossed him. I don't think he meant any dirty play by that. But And then that happened, right? So what I'm thinking is, I don't think the NFL cares enough, right, for... Tua's injury it's simple and the media was obviously just beating it up for the entirety of this week of being like the NFL should do this the NFL should do that but let's just be real like the NFL does not care for his player safety I mean obviously they're gonna say the right things and be like yeah we do we care about CT we don't want our players getting injured we don't want that in our in our in the football uh, in the NFL like they they've done so many there's been movies Will Smith started in a movie back in uh, I think it was 2015 or 2016 where they kind of broke it down on how the players are actually and the NFL still continues to do the same stuff like we could all see that Tua was injured in the Bills game he's like falling over but the, the refs put him back in the game even if me as the player who I have loved the passion. Um, me as a player, I, I broke my lip. It was like hanging like this one time. And I just got up and I'm like, I'm ready. But I could feel like there's something fucked up in my brain because I had suffered a concussion. And then within like five, 10 minutes, everything was dizzy. And my friend asked me, he's like, what did we do yesterday? And I could not remember what the fuck we did. So it was crazy. And I'm like, I'm not even on that level. And this was like flag football. And we got Tua who just got, couldn't walk, right? And then on Thursday, we have to see that where people are literally watching a game on Thursday night and they're saying like his hands do that. That's when you have like a Caesar. I'm not a doctor, but I think that's what was reported. And you don't want like kids that watch this game on a regular basis seeing that stuff. Like for personally, for me, I wouldn't want my sons to see that, right? But the NFL, again, just I don't think they care enough. What do you guys think? Do you think the NFL cares enough to actually make a change, right? So when I get to my next point, 
I think you guys will kind of get a better grasp of what I'm actually talking about here. So this is what Tua, right? He got cleared and then CTE has been mentioned many times and brain damage, but the NFL just doesn't care, right? So I always say like business is business. And this is what it comes down to. The NFL knows for a fact that regardless if people are complaining in the media, let them have their hot month for about a month. We got so much money. We got the best lawyers in the business, probably in any sporting events or any sports. Maybe soccer is different, but they will cover things up and they will do things that they need to do in order to get this all out. Right. So you being a fan, if you are that dedicated to your team, are you not going to watch them if your favorite player doesn't give you the chance to win the game? For example, let's say the same thing happens with Patrick Mahomes or anybody you guys like as a quarterback and they get injured like that and your chances are slimmer because you're probably not going to go to the playoffs because that's your starting quarterback. Would you want him back in there or are you going to be like, hey, he's been injured. We can see that he has a concussion. We do not want him going back in there, even if that means we do not make it to the Super Bowl, which is everybody's goal in the NFL at the end of the day. So it's business. And what do people do when they're in business? They make decisions that are hard and sometimes are worth the risk. And that's what I think the Miami Dolphins did. And now they're suffering the consequences because now they're on every take. Every take. I think even the coach came out and said, he's like, I wouldn't want to put him out there. I don't blame the coach because at the end of the day, it comes down to the doctor. right? Whoever the Miami doctor is, the Dolphins, he was like, I think two was cleared enough to play, even though we all saw with our own eyes, like this man couldn't walk. So let's get to the next part, which is if you had a son, tough questions for the lads out there. Would you want him playing football knowing he could one day suffer from CTE or brain damage? So what would I do in this situation? I'll start off with myself and then I'll ask you guys, right? I would let him play a position before you guys are like, I know where he's going with this. Just listen to me. Just listen to me. Like a quarterback. Even though two is a quarterback, I still think quarterbacks don't suffer as much damage as someone that's a running back or defensive end or people that are in the trenches, they call it. And they're battling head to head like this, right? Because you're off the snap and you're going. You're off your snap and you're going. And any other play that revolves very physical contact. The quarterback, if he's smart enough, can avoid injuries, in my opinion. You take less chances. You don't have to be the most mobile. You can win from the pocket, right? There's obviously some injuries that will obviously occur. Maybe somebody gets on your, hits you on the leg and you suffer like a broken leg. Still manageable compared to a CTE and brain damage because that down the line, it's not the same as somebody with the leg, right? Obviously, you don't want anything happening, but I would take the leg injury over the brain damage injury. The implications going forward will be far less worse than that. So I would want him to play a QB, maybe a punter or maybe a kicker if I really wanted him to play the game of football because I know what comes with it, the physicality. And a lot of people, this is the reason, I remember one time, story time for you guys. I was in high school and I asked my PE teacher, I was like, hey, like we have a basketball program, we have a soccer program, we even had a freaking rugby program. We didn't have a football program. And I was like, hey, why is this? Why don't we have a football program? And he told me, he's like, first of all, it's really expensive. Secondly, half of you guys don't know how to play football properly, and I don't want 
the, the injury and the liability for us is way too high to even introduce this as a sport. And thirdly, it's too expensive. So those are the reasons they told us we couldn't play football. I understood the injury part and people not knowing how to play, but we dedicated so much money to other sports, so why couldn't we play football? It never made any sense to me, but that was the backstory of that, right? So let's go back to my son. So I would, I would start him out in one of those positions until he is old enough, can think for himself, to make his own decision on what he wants to play. If he tells me like, hey, dad, like I'm old enough. Thanks for putting me into this sport. I respect that. And now I'm I have grown. You've taught me everything. I think I can make my own decision. Then again, I would I would tell, let him know this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to make a list. Hey, son, Bob Jr. <laughs> That's my nickname. This is the pros and these are the cons. I'm going to tell you as a parent because that is my job. If you still decide I want to play, that is on you, right? That's the only thing I can do as a parent because I'm not going to hold him back, right? So this is these are the pros and cons list that I made earlier today. Pros, you are an athlete. You are 0.0001. You are unique. Nobody, people would die to have your job. With that comes responsibility, which we'll get into a con because I think that's more of a con than it is a pro because not everybody likes responsibility look at our boy kevin durant runs away from responsibility but that's a different story for a different day but that's the one who i'm just comparing that with him right you will be taken care of financially you will never have to worry about money you will be paid handsomely and you can find a manager or someone that can manage your money where you're 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 making money on the field you're doing your thing and then you give the money and you just got to have somewhat financial literacy, which I think most of our, all the dads out there will probably teach your kids, right? And then um, you have opportunities that nobody will ever have. Just for example, like some of these players, once they retire, now they all have podcasts like this and they have guests that I can never have on my podcast because I have to work my way up. I don't have the same opportunity. They are an athlete. If you're an athlete, you're going to have certain opportunities that the average person will not have. So I'll make him understand that's your pro. Use it to your advantage. That's what comes with being an athlete. And then again, this could be a pro or a con. But in my opinion, when if, you, if you're the athlete, you people will look up to you. If he's my color, Indian, Sikh, Sikhi, right? Punjabi, right? For all you guys that don't know, he will be a role model for so many kids. It will be ridiculous because I'll look up to him and be like, I want to be like that one day, regardless of what it is. Because we, me growing up and all the other kids that are my skin color and we, from our background, we've been looking for that. We need someone to be in that position, but we just never found it. So whoever is going to break that barrier might be your kid, but you will have the responsibility and you will be a role model for so many kids. In my eyes, I think that's, that's positive because you get to set a positive image, right? So here are the cons now. For little Bob Jr. You will suffer injuries that could lead to permanent damage going forward. Big time. Now he, ha when, when now he has to start thinking if he thinks he's the big man. He's going to have to go there, sit there and be like, hmm, the dad told me this. These are all the pros. And this is a con that might outweigh everything. So what do I want to do? Do I think long term? Do I take a skilled position where I could be injured? Do I avoid injury or do I be a kicker or a punter that might not be as respected, but still gets the bills paid? I'm still an athlete. 
right? I think it's very hard even for me to even kind of push my kids towards a punter or a kicker because I played quarterback personally and I love playing that position. I would obviously want him to go towards that. But if he didn't, and again, me, I think it's a different for me to being a player versus a father eventually down the line where I don't want to see my kids injured, right? I think a lot of you guys could relate to like none of I don't think any of us want our kids to be a punter or a kicker like you want them to be a skilled position that's just what it comes down to right so then you'll be covered by media again a lot of people aren't aren't used to this again look at Kyrie Irving look at Kevin Durant once again they don't like the media attention they want nothing to do with it it's it's a whole different ball game when you're questioned every single day of being like so yeah so why did you miss the last kick so why did you make that incomplete pass why are you playing so terrible why 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 a lot of people can't handle it if you want to look at somebody that can handle it i always say look at lebron james calm composure has an answer for everything right so you'd have to deal with that can you handle it can you handle it that's a big con that fucks up a lot of athletes right and then again you're going to receive I remember watching a game, I think it was the Giants versus the um, San Francisco 49ers in 2011. This is when Eli won uh, against Tom Brady. But they played the San Francisco Giants in the NFC Championship game, if you guys remember that. And uh, our boy, um, like, I don't remember who it was, but on the San Francisco 49ers, I think it was an overtime, and the Giants kicked it to him and he fumbled the ball, and guess what happened to him? When you have a diehard fan base that have been waiting for Super Bowls and are used to Super Bowls, I think it could be any fan base, to be honest. But you know what comes with that? Fans that are chaotic, that love their team so much. That man was receiving death threats the next day. Like, we're going to kill you. We're going to kill your family. And again, this is another con that comes with being an athlete when the pressure is on you like that. You can't fuck up, especially in a position like that, right? This is something that, I, again... It's a con to me. I don't know if you guys think that's a con, but to me, that's a big con. Like, can you hurt media and the fans is the biggest thing that comes with being an athlete. And most players don't know how to handle that. And that's where they usually mess up. And then another big one. If you decide to have a family, you won't be spending time with your family because you're going to be traveling. You're going to be on the road. And you're always constantly, even when you're at home, you're going to be practicing, trying to get better. So now you have to make that sacrifice of being like, hey, wifey kids i'm sorry you don't get to see me but you get all these things now you don't get to be you don't get you only get to see your kids when you're in the off season and that if you're not performing to that level and you want to keep your job then you're going to be traveling i mean traveling not traveling maybe traveling to the practice but you're going to be practicing a hundred times harder because you don't want to lose your lose your job so you might not even have time for your family which is very important right that's another con and again constant travel can you deal with it on the plane rides waking up on our same schedule can't eat certain things because you're an athlete and this is what comes with being an athlete and i think that's a con because i don't think most people can do it. the average person doesn't follow a strict diet you eat what you want and if you're a bodybuilder then you follow like me like i sometimes i eat what i want but i'm not on a strict diet but i try to be but most people aren't but when you're an athlete you have to be on a strict diet and i don't think most people can do that right and then at the now, now I got it. I listed all my pros and cons and I want you guys not to be. What would you tell your son about playing football or any sport that is physically commanding on your body? Would you tell him anything or would you just let him be and be like, this is your life. You figure it out. I'm your dad. If you need me, I'm here, but I can't guide you through everything because I know some dads are like that as well. Right. 
So let, leave it in the comment section below on how how would you raise your son knowing that he wants to play in the NFL or any physical sport? Would you tell him anything or just leave it at it and be like, son, you got it. This is your own journey. And now let's get into the NFL recap. So my boys, again, Dallas Cowboys, Cooper Rush continues to roll. Look decent. I think this game he was a little bit more. Um, I guess the penalties build him out. The referees kind of just like screwed over the commanders. Anytime, I think Cooper rushed through like two potential picks, and there was always there was like a penalty call. And as me being a Dallas Cowboys fan, going back to the Giants game, we didn't get no call, so I wasn't even used to this. I was like, wait, what? Like the refs are actually out here like helping us? What, the, what are they on today, right? And then I had um, we had a balanced attack. I think we had an equal pass to run ratio, which I am very proud of because Kellen Moore just loves to throw the ball and just, I don't know. I just don't know if those screenplays work. And I was watching the game and I'm telling my brother, watch the screenplay. And it never works for Dallas. The screenplay just never works. Trick play don't work. Kellen Moore, just stop. We get it. We get it that you run a complex offense, but don't run those plays because they don't seem to be working anytime, right? And then I also made an Instagram post about Gallup returning because I think Gallup could legitimately be wide receiver one. I think CD shows flashes, but I don't think he's consistent enough. But I think Dallas, like when Gallup is healthy, that's a big if. When he is healthy, I think he shows more glimpses of being consistent than CD does. And I know a lot of Cowboys are like, what are you talking about? But some of you guys know when Gallup is healthy, he makes some catches that remind me of the X with my boy Des Bryant. And he has that ability to just go get that ball. And he and I love it when he runs those slants because I don't think anybody runs it better than him on a slant. Dak loves that. So he came in and got a TD right on time. And then I also had that uh, CD had a redemption game. I can't leave CD out there. He owed, one, he owed us that one as he dropped a couple balls in um, the Giants in New York and then made that one-hand catch. But this game, 97 catches for a TD. Made one of the CBs look just, where are you going? Where are you going? And then Cooper cushed through a dime to him. He had a TD and 97 yards. Shout out to UCD. Great game. And then I always say, do not test Trayvon Diggs. This man is always just backpedaling. That's when you know as a CB that, like I played CB somewhat, but I was like, if I didn't respect my receiver that much, I'm not saying like Terry McLaurin isn't like respectable, but I just think he, Trayvon Diggs just has so much swagger and confidence. It's like, just throw me the ball. Like, I'm going to get it. He had opportunities in, like, the Giants game to have a couple picks. He had the one at the end, which is insane off the ground, which is very hard. He's like, ah, I got this, which, again, was amazing off the ground. And then this one was even better because they throw it to deep, and, like, he's running deep with the receiver. I'm like, damn, like, do not test it. Most CBs knock that ball down, but not Trayvon Diggs. He played it as a receiver, and he's like, ah, I got it. I got it. I love to see uh, Trayvon Diggs for that. And obviously, uh, his ball hawk skills are the best I've seen in a minute. I'm trying to think back to who had a really good ball, ball hawk skills like this. I uh, don't want to go there. I think you guys know. Maybe. I think Ed Reedish. Ed Reedish. Ed Reed was kind of different because he was picking people off. He had Tom Brady scrambling. Like, we cannot throw to Ed Reed. When Bill Belichick and Tom Brady in their prime are talking about you and being like, we can't throw you the ball. That's when you know you had some swagger. And I think people slowly are realizing you cannot throw to Trayvon Diggs unless it's a wide open clear route. And you better not make a mistake. If the ball's behind, this man's picking it. He's waiting. <laughs> so shout out to Trayvon. Keep, keep it up.
and then my boy Parsons, right? I think um, since the Giants game, it was, which he has uh, said it was the flu game, according to him, MJ status, um, tossed one of the, the tackles. I was like, damn, that's like a grown-ass man. This man just tossed like, ah, and he was just gone out of the picture, and it was kind of going viral, but... I think even the Giants are like chipping him and doing this and that. And Daniel Jones like survived. Like he's very athletic. So shout out to Daniel Jones on freaking out our defense. Run up the middle if you're going to run the sides. But uh, this game, I think, uh, again, like Parsons tried to get a couple sacks. He had Wentz a couple times, but Wentz escaped. But his effort is unmatched. Like no one, he just runs up, catches. I remember a couple wide receiver screens at the keep saying team commanders try to throw. And he just ran in and chased it down. I thought he'd have a little bit more slacks because I want him to get Defensive Player of the Year because I think he's that player. And I know he's getting a lot of comparisons to Lawrence Taylor. I was young, but I didn't really get to see Lawrence Taylor. But I've watched enough documentaries to say because that man is different. And to be on his level, I think you need to have a sack every single game. And Parsons was on that pace. And I think he still might be able to get the most sacks in the NFL. But uh, he's got to just, I think, step it up a little bit, bit more because... Teams are starting to double him and chip him like um, Aaron Donald, who I think is the best defensive player in the league right now. But we will see if Parsons can get us back to being compared to Lawrence Taylor. That's the Cowboys. And now we got another game, which I just didn't make any sense to me because I was watching it on the NFL Red Zone. Shout out to you, Hanson. Uh, the Ravens didn't kick a field goal. So they're, uh, I think it's like 2020, if I can remember. And uh, it's fourth down. First of all, they went on a fourth down on their t- own, own 20. I was like, they're really trying to, they're really playing Madden out here. Where they, because nobody goes on it on fourth down on their own 20 or on their own side of the field zone, except for apparently the Ravens. And then fourth down, they can kick the goal, the, the go ahead field goal, be up three, and let the defense stop Josh Allen. Instead, they go for it. And then Lamar Jackson rolls out this way. Just, I'm like, Lamar, are you gonna do anything? Like, just, and just throws it in the back of the end zone and just like it gets knocked down or picked. And I'm just like, really? That was the that was the play? Like we couldn't even run like a read option for Lamar? Like, seriously? I cool. Guess what, Bill? Uh, and guess what Josh Allen does? I had it, I wrote it down. Josh Allen manages the game to perfection. Smart man. Takes it, takes his time, goes down the field killing clock right and then i think it was the one place singletary's rushing up the middle i think they're in their own they're within the they're within the, uh, the ravens 20 and he goes up the middle and i'm looking at i think it was marcus peters and a couple of the raven cbs and they're like let him go and i think a d tackle made the tackle and then i see marcus peters just being like, and he just lost his shit on the side because i could understand when i play madden if i'm down a touchdown and the guys just let him score i would take my chances of me going back and scoring and if you trust in Lamar like that I think Lamar could have scored a TD instead you tackle him I think it's like third and one Josh Allen goes forward gains one yard now you have no timeouts left and you've mismanaged the entire game and the Bills kicked the game winning field goal and you got Marcus Peters is on the sides just like throwing change be like I told you so this is what we should have done so that was a crazy game and then we had the uh, Eagles continue to impress me I just made a post today about uh, Jalen Hurts uh, looking like Cam Newton 2.0. A lot of you might disagree, but I showed a couple clips of where they look very familiar. Big body can run, run the RPO just like Cam did. And I think Jalen Hurts has a little bit better touch on the ball. 
personally than Cam Newton, but I think Cam was a little bit more diverse in his running and just being just, I guess, more like uh, Superman style. So I'm just stronger than you. I'm going to fly over you. You can't do anything about it. But Jalen Hurts is kind of reminding me of Cam Newton. Leave it in the comment section below if you guys think I'm tripping. But I think Jalen Hurts has a potential to be Cam Newton 2.0. Not exactly like Cam, but 2.0 where he has improved passing. Not the same speed, but he has that strength like Cam. So that's what I thought about the Eagles, right? And their defense continues to surprise me because nobody had their defense being that good. But they made some good trades. Defense stepped up because they were down 14-0 against the Jags, right? And then uh, I also made a post about Lauren, uh, Lawrence Taylor, I was about to say. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence had an interview before the season. These are the things I need to improve on, and I've seen him improve on it. It's a really nice touch on the ball. But uh, that late turnover, when the defense finally gets a stop, and then you turn it right back, it kind of hurts, right? And then again, I, I don't think the Jags are used to this type of weather. We could blame the weather because they're always in that sunshine state of Florida, in Jacksonville. So I guess they weren't kind of used to the Philly and Philly was used to that weather, right? Philly fans are like, I'm like looking at the Philly fans. It's like pouring down and they just do not give a fuck. They're just there like, go Eagles, go Eagles, fly Eagles. I have a bunch of friends that are Eagles fans. So to me, that's kind of like crazy. Like these fans are that dedicated, right? So I was like, eh, if they could do that, Eagles have no problem playing in this weather. And then the last game we had was the Chiefs play design continues to impress everyone. Mahomes reminds of us why he's the most unique quarterback in the league. Fadeaway pass, right? And then we had Kelsey continues to dominate. Very mobile for his size, right? And again, going back to Mahomes, Mahomes has this like unique ability of just like passing the ball in different situations where I'm just like, what is happening, right, with Mahomes? And then uh, finally, we had the... Uh, Andy Reid calls this amazing play where I'm looking at, we're like wild, wild wings with me and my brother. And we're just like, what the heck's happening in this play? Mahomes is like, oh yeah, over here, over here, audible, 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 audible. And then all of a sudden, this guy just comes underneath, takes a direct snap and just goes to the end zone. Tampa Bay's like, wait, what the, what, what just happened? Huh? Andy Reid just like, two, two points, right? I'm like, yo, Andy, Andy, Andy Reid's play design is still elite. The man could be like 30 years, like 60, 70, 80, ordering 30Ks to skip the dishes. But this can never, despite your age, this, if you have it and you use it to your perfection, will never go away. Knowledge is power, right? Sorry to sound cliche, but that's just what Andy Reid was like telling us, right? And then uh, Brady and his receivers, to me, I don't think they have that continuity. They don't have that chemistry because Brady has been playing without them. Now Julio's back, Godwin was back, Mike Evans back in a couple games. They're not there. Then they've been fighting with the Saints, Lattimore and Mike Evans. It's been kind of like crazy with Tom Brady. And I think just give him time. I have him on a fantasy team. And the last two games that he had played was like 11 points and like 10. I'm like... Oh, Tom, not expecting that from you. But this game, he had about 24, 25. Could have had more. And I don't I don't ever bet against Tom Brady. I've learned my lesson. Stop, never. I think you give him enough time. They will be there again. They'll be in playoff contention. Again, competing for the Super Bowl. Just need to build that chemistry. They'll be fine. Todd Bowles, I believe in you and your defense is elite. You kicked our ass in week one. But I believe in you guys. Never count out Tom. Take the goal. The goal. Another thing I wanted to say about Tom is like, a lot of quarterbacks like that I watch, they don't have that zip. Like for me personally, when I watch Dak, he doesn't have that zip. And I, when I watch the ball spiral, because I'm like kind of a perfectionist, 
I need that tight spar like the way Aaron Rodgers throws it. But Brady, for some reason, being like freaking 60 years old, he's got more whip on the ball than he did in his last season in the Patriots. Because I was like, it's kind of like flutter balls, right? But now he's got that zip, even with Peyton towards the end of his career. It's not like duck balls where there's like fluttering. This man's got some zip. I don't know what kind of training Tom Brady is doing. Maybe he meets LeBron James in the offseason and they just all they just talk together and just keep improving because these are two players that just do not want to quit anytime soon. They just keep improving, keep improving. And I'm just like, yo, like what is your guys' formula here, right? Like the zip on his ball was crazy. Like you guys should really watch. Next game you'll watch, watch the zip on Tom's ball. It's a quick release. It's like ah, it's just out and like Tom, chill, 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 chill. They need you like later in the playoffs. Stop just whipping it like that, right? And then uh, that's been the NFL recap. Those are the only games I want to recap. And I just have a quick side story because I'm a big Bollywood fan. You guys know that I'm Indian, right? So I indulge in my Bollywood, Tollywood, any type of movies that I came. And I had a chance to go see. I had the chance to go see uh, Vikram Deva, which was uh, played by my boy Saif Ali Khan. And then I had Hrithik Roshan, who's one of my favorite actors. He killed it in the movie, which was amazing. It's just about like uh, a criminal and a cop and they kind of just go back at it. Plot twist, plot twist, plot twist. And again, just a quick side note, Riddick Roshan killed it. I think this was one of his best performances of all time. And I know a lot of you guys that did watch Bollywood films are like, what? Really? This man really just told us that Riddick Roshan's best performance was in this movie, which we, we, we don't even really watch Bollywood movies, but you're comparing him to the old Riddick Roshan. Trust me when I tell you this. This man's acting in this movie, plus his freaking the way he looks like I can't really describe it, but you got to go see it and you'll understand what I'm talking about. Plays the character perfectly. Like uh, the Veda, Vikram Veda, uh, not Vikram Veda, Veda, Betal is his name. He's supposed to be like some evil guy, right? An underground criminal. This man played it to perfection. I mean perfection. So if you have the opportunity, go see the movie, even for all my fans out there that aren't from Bollywood or Tollywood or Indian, watch it with the subtitles. I'm telling you guys, it's an amazing movie, action thriller. You guys will love it. That was it, my side story right there. When you have the opportunity, go see the movie. Anyways, that's been the podcast, guys. Hopefully you guys enjoyed. Remember to follow me on Instagram, TikTok, and obviously YouTube, which will be also there. And uh, yeah, guys.